There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is our Wednesday edition of the podcast, and we certainly are. Uh, Looking forward to what the Lord is going to do in these days to come. We're going to have many testimonies, Lord willing, next week on the podcast, and then begin a new segment. And we're not telling folks what that's going to be, but we're going to study a new book of the Bible, not new to the Bible, new to the study of the podcast. And uh, so with the Lord's help, we'll begin that. So pray, the Lord just give us direction, give us wisdom, understanding, according to the scriptures. We don't take this lightly. Don't take this flippantly. I know folks have asked, requested, you know, could we do a certain book? We do a particular book and uh, that's fine. I've always let folks know that if you're interested in a particular book of the Bible, study it, preach it, give it to us. We'll put it on the podcast. That's not a problem. Uh, but we're trying to mind the Lord, be sensitive to what the Lord has for that. And so just pray about that. And then Lord willing, we'll be at Manasseh Community Baptist Church this Sunday. We'll be there all day. Uh, Pastor Black is going to go on a much-needed vacation, and he's going to head down south for a little while. So I'll be filming on Sunday. That'll be Sunday school church hour, and that's 9.30, 10.30, and then 6 p.m. as well. So we look forward to what the Lord is going to do in those services. Pray for us. Pray the Lord to have his will in his way. We're back in Matthew 27. We've seen the crucifixion, how Christ died for our sins according to to the scriptures. Now, one of the things that we must look at, and this is something that is is choked on by men, this is something they just cannot swallow, they cannot believe this, but the Apostle Paul, he said, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and it was buried, and then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and then we've seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, then we've seen above seven, five hundred brethren, and so He tells us how he died according to the scriptures. He was buried. He rose again that third day according to the scriptures. Now, the third day is according to the scriptures, but the resurrection is also according to the scriptures. And so one of the things that men have trouble with is which scriptures. And uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit tomorrow with the Lord's help. But I want to go ahead and finish this chapter before we get into that. But we see that Jesus Christ has died on the cross. We see the graves have opened. The saints have come out after his resurrection appeared to many. And then verse 54 says, When the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And so they knew this was the Son of God. God, dear preacher friend, has taught us for years at 1 John 5, 8, the importance of that passage, the importance of that scripture. Because the word of God says there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in what? There's a lot of places you can look at that. You see that in the new birth. You see that with Nicodemus. You see the spirit, the water, and the blood. But what you see in this spirit is it's the spirit of Jesus Christ. Father, into thy hands I commend 
my spirit. That is the spirit of the creator of Genesis chapter 6. That is the spirit of Jesus Christ. And he gives that to the Father. And so we see the record, bearing record, the bearing witness. We know that the word of God is true. And there Jesus Christ is called the Son of God. Why? Because it's a witness on earth. And what is that witness? It's the spirit, the water, and the blood. We see when his spear pierces his side, that blood and that water gusheth forth. It is a witness that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. When he gives his spirit back to the Father, and that's exactly what he does. And listen, I've had men contend over that. I've had men angry with men over that, say that's just absurd, that's just too far. But he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. What is he doing? He's giving his spirit back to the Father. That is the personal spirit of Jesus Christ. God is a spirit. We know that we worship in spirit and in truth. And Jesus Christ has a spirit. It is the spirit of Christ. Peter told us that. And so the word of God is always true. And so he's given that back to the father. The Roman centurion, those standing by with him, said, truly, this was the son of God. They've seen these things which happened according to the scriptures. We've seen as we've read in Psalm 69, Isaiah 36, Psalm 22, Isaiah 50, Isaiah 53, Zechariah 13, Psalm 22, Psalm 18. We see Psalm 109. We've read Psalm 88. We've read Psalm 23. We've read and we'll read now towards the end of this chapter in the book of Leviticus. We'll read in the book of Numbers. We see this all through the passage here, how he died for us. It's according to the scriptures. And so when they go on and continue, and he says, And many women were there, beholding afar off, which followed Jesus, and from Galilee, ministering unto him, among which was Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's children. I heard a preacher years ago, he preached on, where's daddy? Oh, I see the sons of Zebedee, the sons of Zebedee, the mother of Zebedee, um, the mother of Zebedee's children, rather. And we see that in the scriptures. And then we come down there to go on fishing. Where are they going fishing at? They're going to the lake. Why? They got a boat. Where did they get the boat? Man preached a great message. Oh, he's a where's daddy? And these are the sons of Zebedee. When even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Now, to understand the scriptures, we have to understand that holy one. That is the Lord Jesus Christ, that holy one of God. Thou would not leave my soul in hell, neither would thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. He is the express image of God. The word of God tells us that. And can I say this also? In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That is in the person of Jesus Christ. And so he's gone. He's begged the body of Jesus Christ, that holy one of God. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And so Pilate understanding, his body's going to be given to this man. He's going to be anointed for his burial after his death, as he was before his death. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own, and notice this, new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. But it's important to understand, a new tomb. No man has ever laid in that tomb, according to to the scriptures. Leviticus 4 and 12 says this, even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place. Now we understand that is the offering for sin. That is that sin offering. We see in verse 9, the kidneys, the fat is upon them, which is by the flanks, the call above the liver with the kidneys, that shall he take away. And was taken off from the bullock of the sacrifice of peace offerings. And then we see all this is done. 
And then we see it's offered on the altar of the burnt offering. That's the inwards. That's the internal part of that bullock. But then in verse 12, that whole bullock, that's the rest, that's the flesh, that's the body, is carried forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out. Then we see again in Leviticus 6 and 11, the word of God says, and he shall put off his garments and put on other garments and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. Why? The word of God told him to do that. Numbers 19 and verse 9, we're talking about this heifer now. And a man that is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and lay them up without the camp in a clean place. So that's where the ashes are poured out. It's in a clean place. It's been sanctified. That's where the body of that bullock is taken once he's been made an offering for sin. Those inwards are removed. That is a picture. That is a type. That is the picture of the soul of Jesus Christ, that offering for sin. And then that body is taken outside the camp into a clean place as these ashes of that heifer are carried outside the camp into a clean place. He said, for the children of Israel, for a water of separation, it is a purification for sin. Now, Isaiah speaks of that as well, Isaiah 26. And this is verse 9. And this is what the Word of God says here. And this is not a stretch for me. With my soul have I desired thee in the night, Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. So we see the soul, we see the spirit there. Then in verse 11, Lord, when thy hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they shall see and be ashamed for their envy at the people. Yea, the fire of thine enemies shall devour them. When is his hand lifted up? Well, if you look at who the right hand of God is, and look, understand the right arm of his strength, the right hand of his strength, the power of God is in that right hand. When thy right hand is lifted up, and who is lifted up? Jesus Christ. If I and I be lifted up, we see the soul, we see the spirit, and we see that right hand of God lifted up in that passage. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. The bodily resurrection of Christ. And where is he taken? He's been taken. He's laid in a tomb. He's laid in a new tomb. He's laid in a tomb that no man has ever been in. It's been hewn out in the rock, and there's a whole message there. There's a doctrine there out of the Old Testament. I don't have time to get into that. It's a completely different message. Maybe one day the Lord will let me get into that on this podcast. But it's hewn out in the rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And then again, Isaiah 53, 9, one of the most well-known passages, Old Testament-wise, of Scripture concerning the offering of Jesus Christ. The word of God told us in verse 9 of Isaiah 53, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit nor guile in him. That's Jesus Christ. And so we see he's buried. He's buried in that borrowed tomb, but it's a new tomb. It's important to understand it is a clean place. The Lord Jesus Christ is not going to see corruption in that clean place. No other body has defiled that tomb. No other deadness has defiled that tomb. There are not worms congregated. There are not bacteria congregated there. There's no stench of death. It's been hewn out of the rock. And that grave has been hewn out of the rock in preparation to lay the Holy One of God in a clean place, a sanctified place, a new place, and he's wrapped in clean linen. Why? Because he is that great high priest. According to the scriptures, you can't separate the scriptures from his burial. 
Can't separate the scriptures from his resurrection, although many folks do try. He goes on to verse 62. Now the next day that followed, the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate and saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive, after three days, I will arise again. So they're still calling him a deceiver. They still believe he's a liar. They still do not believe that he is the Christ. They do not believe that he is the Son of God. And so they say he's yet alive. He said, I'll rise again. So let's do this. It's just in case. They call him a deceiver. They don't believe him. But just in case, he said, command therefore that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. So he's already got these followers. They've seen him die. We've seen him die, but you know, let's just go ahead and make sure he doesn't rise. Make sure his disciples don't steal him out of the grave. Make sure his disciples don't take him, because otherwise that error is going to be greater than the first error. The people already love him in his death. They said he's the son of God. And so let's just make sure his disciples don't steal him. By the way, that's commonly reported, according to the scriptures, still amongst the Jews unto this day. They still commonly report his body was taken by the disciples. Even though we see in the scriptures here how they were posted guards, they were there to guard him, to protect uh, to protect that stone, to make sure it did not roll away. And Pilate said to them, you have a watch. Go your way, make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. The death of Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures. The burial of Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures. On Friday, Lord willing, we're going to deal with the resurrection of Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures. Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption falleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.